Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our course and coaching program called Youth Ministry Growth Accelerator now offers a three-month and six-month payment plan, which makes enrolling easier than ever. Just head over to growyouryouthministry.com and sign up today. And as an added bonus, if you join by Friday, May 17th, we're offering a free student leadership launch workshop, which will help you build and launch your student leadership team from the ground up. I can't wait to see you in the program so we can start accelerating the growth of your youth ministry today. All right, let's get into the episode. Different kids are going to connect with different speakers and different speaking styles. A variety of people helps us kind of round out the student's experience. Even if you're a really good teacher, even if that's your A game, even if you're awesome, it's still great to have another voice to keep it from getting stale. Today, we're talking about four reasons why you need more speakers in your youth ministry. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola, and this is... Kristen Lascola. And today we are talking all about why it is advantageous for you as a youth pastor to incorporate more than just one speaker during your teaching time. So for me, that looks like weekends, three services, and midweek, which could be a potential of four times teaching in one week, not including a student leadership meeting. So Mm. that would be five, five out of seven days teaching. That's a lot. We're going to talk about why it's advantageous to not be a solo speaker. And maybe you're like, what? I didn't even know that was possible to incorporate other speakers Yeah, it is. And that's what we're going to talk about, why it's healthy. So number one is different kids are going to connect with different speakers and different speaking styles. Mm. So you're one person and you've had one life experience. You've had one family. You've had, you have one personality Mm. and one set of interests. And I'm sure it's great. And it translates to a whole lot of kids and a whole lot of people. But... Is it possible that there is someone else, uh, whether they're in your ministry or an intern, a volunteer, someone that you could get to guest speak or uh, someone you can develop, and we'll talk about that in a second, that might have a different set of perspectives and life experiences that bring a whole other dimension Mm. to the teaching game of your ministry. So I just feel like, number one, it really just keeps it from getting stale. It keeps it fresh. It keeps, you know, last week we talked a lot about the idea of listener fatigue. And I think when you change up the speaker, maybe you can't do it every single week, but it does change the person's capacity to listen. Mm. So just seeing a new face, a new vibe, it's like, You know, like when you're a guest speaker somewhere, all of a sudden people are kind of like tuned in and they're listening and they're more interested. And then it's just the same old person every single week. Even if you're a really good teacher, even if that's your A game, even if you're awesome, it's still great to have another voice Mm -hmm. to keep it from getting stale. And if you're not that good of a speaker, I knew a junior high pastor. He was in a magazine once of like the top 30 youth pastors in America. He was so good (laughs) at what he did. He wasn't a good teacher, though. And Hmm. he would say that. I'm not saying he wasn't. He would say, that is not my strongest gift. What's his name? I want it. 
Oh, you know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Probably John. Probably John. Uh, so John, he <laughs> was not good at teaching. I mean, I thought he was fine. I would never listen to him and be like, oh my gosh, get this guy off the stage. But he was just like, hey, I'm gifted in a lot of ways. I can teach. It's just not my A game. Mm. So for those of you that teaching is not your A game, even more of a reason to have some other voices and other speakers in there. I think sometimes youth pastors fall into the trap of thinking, I'm the youth pastor. I'm the teacher. I've got to be the primary speaker. Like that is my role. That's who I am. Well, you should have somewhat of a teaching gift and an ability to do that. We can't throw that out the window completely, but it doesn't have to be your A game and you don't have to be the only one doing it. Mm. So that kind of brings us to number two. Another reason why is that they need to see, students need to see a variety of people. They need, every kid is going to connect with a different speaker. And I think like a variety of people helps us kind of round out the student's experience. So for example, I think, and some might disagree with me and that is okay. No surprise. I think they should hear from men and women Mm. Ah, because I am a woman in youth ministry. (laughs) Of course I would think that. So I like, it's so funny because a lot of youth pastors are male. We're seeing a lot more girl youth pastors, which is great. And male youth pastors are always looking for a girl. Like we've got to like get a girl on our team, a girl, you know, and I'm always making sure I got to make sure I have some men speak. I got (laughs) to have boys up there, you know, because it's just me sometimes. And I've got two really talented guys now in my teaching rotation. And so it's me and them two. And so they hear from women, they hear from men and a variety of ages. Mm. You know, we're all over the map on our ages and that enhances the life experience too. I cannot tell you how frustrating it was, is to be a girl attending church and every analogy comes back to sports. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not that interesting and I don't relate and I will politely listen. And, uh, I'm sure that means something to someone. I don't care who hit a home run in the world series in 1934. I don't, it means nothing to me. I'm not excited about it. And then they try to draw these spiritual parallels from it and, I can't resonate, but then I'll start listening again when we get back into the meat of the message. And so what I feel like the, the advantage to have a men and women speakers is I think men and there's women who are like diehard sports fans. I'm not saying sports is gendered necessarily. And for you diehard sports fans, if you can write in the comment section, who hit a home run in the 1934 (laughs) world series, we would both love to know, especially Kristen. (laughs) I wouldn't love to know. Don't tell me. I I have no interest, but when you hear speakers that are different genders and ages, you just realize that the scope of what like they uh, share like what their examples and that will hit someone differently. Yeah. It's not like the same old sports analogy every single weekend. And I you think know? it's not, and maybe you're going to get to this point later. So excuse me if I'm jumping ahead, but I think it's not even just that speaker is connecting with me. That's a huge part of it. But a lot of times too, it's seeing just another perspective, another voice mm-hmm. where it's like, I always liked, you know, when, when being in like a, um, like I think men's groups are, are great, but I like doing like how we, we call them life groups, a lot of growth groups, whatever you guys call them at your church, small groups, small groups, Bible study. I like having a guy girl discussion time because I think one, you're getting a lot of different voices, but two, I want to hear what does a girl have to say about this? You know, what do the other guys have to say about this? And then splitting up, obviously, for guy-girl time is is great, too. But I just like hearing what is the female perspective on wow. something. 
Look at you. That's wonderful, Jeff. I love that. I love that. Thank you. It's beautiful. Appreciate that. Well, and I like hearing the guy perspective. You know, I honestly do. I love watching our male speakers connect with male students. And I think honestly, too, when people see someone like them on Mm. stage, I remember the very first time I ever saw a girl up in front in junior high ministry. I didn't need to know her name. I didn't need to know anything about her. She was my best friend. I love you. (laughs) You know, it was just this moment of like, wait, someone like me is in leadership and has ministry gifts. Like it didn't even occur to me because I saw the same man teaching every single weekend. He was great. I liked him a whole lot, but then seeing someone that I could identify with, it just did something to my soul, to Mm. my faith, to my spiritual development. And I just want to gift that to our students. Like I'm very, I have great relationships with our male students, but when they see a guy up there, there's something about it where they can resonate and connect and the girls and then just like guys hearing from a girl and a guy seeing a woman teach and then a girl seeing men teach. Like, I think it's just healthy for same gender for opposite gender. I think it's just super healthy to get the spectrum of the body of Christ up there so that students can learn and see that everyone is equipped for ministry. Everyone can be equipped for leadership and anyone can be called into ministry. And then what that one speaker, maybe they have a certain style and they're energetic and funny and you connect. Maybe this person is younger and closer to your age and you connect with that. Mm. Maybe this person, you know, their theology is so deep and and you're just a brain on a stick and you love that. Like we need <laughs> a variety of voices and styles and speakers and genders and ages. We just need to expose our kids to the full spectrum of the body of Christ to show them like, it's not this exclusive club. Like one person is gifted enough to do this. So I think like just looking back on that for me, that's the gift I want to give to our students. Mm -hmm. And number three, it's healthier for you. (laughs) It's hard to be the primary teacher. We talked a lot last week about how we're expected to do so much as youth pastors, you know, like teaching is the visible part of our job and our stage presence and leading and all of that. But there's so much behind the scenes of conflict resolution and emails and just keeping up with the business of the day and caring for people and counseling appointments. Like there's a lot. And Mm -hmm. sometimes like when I have an off week of teaching, like this weekend, my friend Jed, he leads our fourth and fifth grade ministry and he brought his students over and he taught for junior high and he did a great job. And it was so nice. I just listened to him talk, you know, and he did a great job. And I think knowing I had this week as an off week, I was like, huh, feels kind of good, you know, because I had our student leadership team meeting on Friday. And then Mm -hmm. if I had to go right back on Saturday and teach and then two Sunday morning services and teach and now I have to do the intro Tuesday night, but it's like, no, he's going to take care of the intro. He's going to write the talk sheet and he's doing that. And I think it's like a healthy balance that it's not, we're not always in teaching mode, but we can sit back and listen to a peer teach. And also, I mean, shared leadership is seriously in almost every single context, I can't think of a context where it's not, there probably is one. Junior hires always find the exception to everything <laughs> I say, you know, like, oh, the light. Oh, I said this the other day. I'm like, light and dark can exist together. You know, that example. And then she like shows me her backpack. She's like, okay, so this is white and there's a black on it. I'm like, that's not the Mic same. Drop. 
Boom. thing but they always oh. want to find the like loophole of yeah. like why i'm wrong like the one exception to everything <laughs> like, you're wrong i'm like well, at least you're listening but anyways what i was going to say is shared leadership is always better mm. and i think that is such a because this one time i know i'm like there's probably some example <laughs> where shared leadership is not better but i really think shared leadership is a better choice and so that that means shared leadership in every aspect of our ministry and in teaching, you know, I think learning from someone it's, it was kind of cool. I have these two leaders who speak regularly and they inspire each other. So when one does a really good job, the other one's like, Oh, you're kind of inspiring me to up Hmm. my teaching game. And then, you know, they'll come to me and like, Hey, can you like write notes? And like, I want to debrief my talk afterwards. And that kind of brings me to the next point is as pastors, we really should be coaching and bringing up leaders. Like, I think that's sort of our job is to teach others how to develop their gift. Mm. And somebody taught you at some point, like you were a really green, new teacher, speaker, and probably bombed your first one. I know I did. It was (laughs) terrible. Um, And now I'd say that's one of my primary gifts. And I think- I thought you'd say that's one of my primary talks. (laughs) If you can get through this one- (laughs) That you can get through all of them because this one is boring. Uh, Yeah, it was really boring. But I think it's one of my primary gifts. And it wasn't because it was because of the people who were willing to coach me, guide me, mentor me, write notes as I spoke, debrief with me after, tell me what was a hit and what was a miss. Mm. And I was teachable and I would learn, okay, well, I guess kids aren't as interested in the theology and they need more examples of real life, you know, cause I was like acting like I was teaching like a college course or something. <laughs> and without them, I think my, my game would have just stopped. Like I just would have been like, I never would have developed yeah. into a good speaker. So why can't we pass that gift on to the people around us? If you have a great volunteer who they're super interested in ministry and you just notice like, Hey, with a little bit of help, I bet you I could teach you how to speak or maybe you're allowed to hire an intern and your intern just does stuff like more administrative. Do they have a potential teaching gift? Mm -hmm. Is there another pastor at your church that could guest speak once in a while? But either way, I think just looking for people in whom we can develop that gift and help come along. I think to be honest, that's one of our primary responsibilities as leaders is to create more leaders, Mm -hmm. to coach people, to mentor people, to disciple people and give them opportunities. Again, going back to that shared leadership thing, but giving them opportunities to use their gift. I, I mean, again, I always think back to who I was at 18 years old and someone's like, Hey, you should give the intro at our midweek program. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I remember going to I think it was that Jack in the box. And I was like writing notes and studying my Bible and like, Oh, I'm like sweating. Like I have to give a 15 minute talk. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dying. And it was such a good thing that somebody was like, Hey, we're going to let you take an opportunity and let's, let's run with this. What or what, what? No, it's just funny. The whole, I mean, I can't even get you to be quiet for 15 minutes now. So <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. I I don't even understand. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Don't you said yeah, you were like I have to speak for fifteen minutes, and I'm like, and now we can't get you to not oh. speak. 
You know, Jeff, the funniest no, jokes are the I, ones that need explanation. That's you what guys it is. all got it. I know you did. And I wasn't going to say it. And that's not even what I was thinking. It just came to me when you asked. Okay. More, no, I was laughing because of... All the points you earned saying that you wanted to hear the female perspective. Choo, <laughs> <laughs> they flew away. What I was going to say... Go ahead, was, Jeff. It was you can talk now. just picturing you sweating over a 15-minute talk. <laughs> over a chicken sandwich at Jack Ew, in the Box. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Meat sweats. <laughs> Meat sweats. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was my first time, and it was sort of just like, here you go. Yeah. Go and do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> you know, and now I wouldn't flinch at it, but... Somebody needed to be patient with me and teach me and all of that. So all I'm saying is we can do that for others. Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually a great group of people to tap into is your volunteers, small group leaders, because a lot of those kids, if they're in their small group, they probably know them really well, but the other students may not ever get a chance to hear from them. And then just seeing them up on stage, you know, and again, going back to the like different, you know, is it a, is it a man? Is it a woman? Is it, are they old? Are they young? You're going to, hopefully you're going to have a wide variety of that in your, on your leadership team Mm -hmm. and your, in your volunteers and getting those people to come up. And if they might be hesitant and think like, well, I don't know what to speak about the bare minimum is like, tell them your testimony. Like that's really cool and encouraging to hear that from someone. And and the other thing is it's like, you don't need to prep a ton for that. You know, your story, at least you should. So it's a kind of a, like a, a bare minimum of, I guess, where to start. Yeah. One series that I feel like works really well for that. Cause I, I do that in the spring and it's called what I wish I knew in high school. Mm. And so the leaders who want to, or college, if it, if you were in high school. Yeah, exactly. Just whatever that next stage of life is sharing wisdom, like as they graduate into mm. that stage of life. So I don't feel like, like you said, with a testimony, it doesn't need a ton of prep because it's your story. You know, yeah. you might need a little polishing. You might need some help on how right. to communicate or what details to leave in and leave out. And you can walk them through that. But what I wish I knew in high school, you know, you pick one thing like, and that usually has a really great story to go along mm-hmm. with it because or else how could you have learned the lesson? And kids love hearing that. They love hearing stories about us when Mm -hmm. we were their age and what they can learn and grapple with and how that intersects with scripture. And yeah, I think a lot of volunteers could do about a 10 minute, what Mm -hmm. I wish I knew in high school or a testimony or whatever. And some will totally opt out, but out of my 22, I throw it out and I get probably like four or five that are like, yeah, I would love to do that. So, you know, it's finding just people that might have low level interest. Maybe if you bring them along and pour a little into them, their interest could peak and you might find, I have another gifted speaker totally. that I could rotate and share the stage with. And it's a benefit for everyone, you, them, and the students. Win, win, win. Yeah. All right. Well, where to go from here? I would say if you haven't already listened to it, check out the episode we did last week just on how to get better engagement from your students and how to let them, how do we say it? Retain your uh, information that they're hearing a little bit better in some of the ways that you might be speaking. So check out that episode. And right now I'm really excited for this question because I know you, the viewers and the listeners are going to have some great answers, I assume. The question of the day is, what is the weirdest thing you have in your office? Because I think youth pastors out of anybody probably could make the most amazing list of those things. So what is the weirdest thing you have in your office? 
Okay. So my intern brought the, or my admin brought this up last week. I kind of forgot it was in my drawer. I have a vape pen in my drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I took it from a kid. Youth ministry is tough. Or I found it. I think we found it on the property during a youth thing and I didn't know whose it was. And I was waiting to see if we could <laughs> confront them or something. And it was in my drawer. I don't know. I've had a few vape pens in my drawer. So some of them I think I've confiscated, confiscated. Um, and then some I found. But yeah, vape, vape pens. Wow. I didn't think you were going to say that. I thought there'd be much I mean, weirder things. Yeah. Well, okay. Wouldn't so expect that. I guess that is weird. I used to share an office with our high school pastor. He had weird stuff. We both did. So his name was Kirk. And Still we. Still is Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? When's the last time you talked to him? <laughs> Kirk, are you okay? You okay, buddy? So we had like, if we would ask each other like, oh, do you have like a stapler or whatever? Like we would always laugh at the contents of our <laughs> drawers because there was one drawer, I think it was in his desk that had stick on mustaches and googly eyes. And we were like, <laughs> this is quintessential. You're a youth pastor. There's my stapler and office supplies. Oh, <laughs> Do you need a mustache? Because I have four different styles. I've got 20, but who cares? No big he deal. He used to do a, an event called Cinco de Mustache or something. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know, you would try to grow out the best mustache and that would be a mustache competition for Cinco de Mayo. Cinco so de Mustache. A, you got a bonus event idea for your youth ministry. <laughs> This it, we're in my office right now. I'm Don't sure I have out. a ton of weird things in here, and I was looking around trying to think of what was the weirdest, <laughs> and I found this little gem, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch <laughs> on cassette, on cassette. <laughs> Wild Side. So just just chilling. Up what year in my is desk. this? Oh, oh my gosh, eighties, eighty nine. I would guess. Uh, I- uh, 1991. Oh, that wasn't that close. Yeah, so uh, that's probably the weirdest thing I have in my office. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this is awesome. A lot of you Marky Mark fans out there, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, so yeah, put it in the comments section below. I'm I'm actually really, really, really interested in seeing what some of you have that is just the weird thing in your office, mm -hmm. and share that with the rest of the world if you dare. So we <laughs> wanted to do a community comment of the day, but instead of reading a community comment we just wanted to give a shout out to our most recent uh supporter on patreon and that is kiana ashley thank you so much for being kiana. our most recent all-star uh contributor if you have have no idea what i'm talking about uh we have a patreon account so if you have gotten a lot of value from our podcast and you want to donate financially go ahead and go to i believe it's patreon.com slash ministry coach and you can give a monetary amount and we would be your biggest fans in the world who do that so thank you again kiana and i will link that patreon link down below in the description so make sure you guys check that out if that's something that is on your heart so we thank you guys so much for watching and listening and, and we we'll will see, see you next, next time. time are you looking for ways for your yeah <laughs> both of you <laughs> today we're coming face to face with the pride we struggle oh jeez <laughs> But we would like to finish the should episode. We, should we play the song in the arms of the angel now? <laughs>